I think that as we grow up, we understand the importance of the conservation of our, of our natural resources. So our future generations can enjoy it, can be part of it, and can, it can outlive us, right? Welcome to season two of About the Journey. I'm your host, Onika Raymond, a travel journalist and member of Marriott Bonvoy. This season, I'm exploring what it means to travel better. And I'm doing it with the help of the people who know their hometowns best. Today, I'm sitting down with Carmen and Iris of Local Guest, a women-led tourism agency in Puerto Rico that connects visitors to sustainable and regenerative experiences. This is the only place that we have. This is our island. And if we don't preserve it, who's going to do it? This is San Juan, Puerto Rico, and regenerative travel. It's a beautiful island to start with, with uh, beaches and, of course, great mountains. Uh, 75% of Puerto Rico is mountainous. Some of the things I like to do here, it's uh, kite surfing, sailing, scuba diving, anything in the water, basically. I think Puerto Rico is ready to welcome you. They call it Enchanted Island, and it is. I couldn't travel to Puerto Rico for today's episode. Instead, I'm in a studio in faraway Toronto. You've you've been to Puerto Rico before, right, Onika? I have, yes. That's me with my producer, Gail. In this conversation that you're about to have with Carmen and Iris about sustainable travel, is uh, there anything that you've started to see as a very, very, very frequent traveler? Um, any trends that you've noticed around sustainable travel? I think that as a whole, as travelers, we're becoming more conscious of the necessity of being more sustainable when we travel. Uh, I think people are really taking note of um, of their practices and, and how they act when they go places. And I think they're aware of the footprint uh, that they're making when they do travel. And I think that awareness is always key. Uh, I think awareness is kind of the seed that's planted, and we hope that it grows into action. Mm, absolutely. So there's been a lot of uh, conversation around sustainable travel versus regenerative travel, which is kind of taking the trend of sustainable travel like one step further. It's this idea of not just minimizing your footprint, you know, not just like buying carbon offsets or or maybe thinking about that single-use plastic, but um, making the places that you travel even even better than they were before, so leaving it better than they found it, which is that old campsite rule. Mm-hmm. I think as travelers in the past, we have been so focused on making destinations our next conquest, you know, going and checking things off the bucket list and then just leaving and not really thinking about the impact we have or not really thinking about the footprint, uh, literal and figurative, that we're leaving. I think that's always the fundamental problem, right? You're going somewhere as a visitor, so you don't have local insights. You don't have local connections. And so local guest pairs the traveler with somebody who knows, with somebody who is intimately uh, aware and intrinsically connected to that place. And so combining forces in that way really helps to propel this idea of regenerative travel and helps to make it a reality. Mm, Absolutely. All right, I'm going to patch them in. So I think we're, (laughs) we're set up. Carmen and Iris, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hi, thank you for having us. So first, can you both please introduce yourselves and your roles within Local Guest? Yeah, my name is Carmen Portela. I'm the founder of Local Guest. 
And my name is Iris Landra. I'm a group coordinator at Local Guest. So what exactly is Local Guest? What do you do and what is your your mission? Yeah, from our inception, Local Guest is a tour operator based on sustainability. We work with communities and entrepreneurs to offer sustainable tourism experiences. The experienced providers, they have their own missions. They know what they're, they're looking for. They're looking to conserve a, a mangrove. They're, they're looking to maintain trailings in a junkie rainforest. They're looking to offer farming options for, for their farm to continue. So when we work with these providers, every single one has a mission that all has to be with sustainability. And second, a, what the traveler is paying is actually staying in the community. We think about every step of the way. So it goes through that whole process of creating a fair trade option where the money that the traveler spends at a destination really stays in the local communities. As Carmen said, we always try to do the best that we can by the community. We have a local project of a Taino pottery. This is a, a woman that does pottery classes in her own home. And she's one of the last people in the island that is a physical manifestation of, of her Taino heritage. And we want people to know about her for Puerto Rico as showing a different part of our cultural history as the Taino history that we have. So when we try to do fair by her, we explain that it's okay to ask for a fair price. It's okay to ask for for what the value that your experience is. is. Mm-hmm. And the right traveler will pay for it. Mm-hmm. And the right traveler will pay. Words to live by. I think that's mm-hmm. that's so important. Sometimes there just needs to be alignment with, with the traveler and, and the person mm-hmm. offering the service. And if there's a mismatch, well, so be it. You will find mm-hmm. someone else who finds value mm-hmm. in that service. Exactly. And I, I think that's the empowering part about what you are doing. Now, Puerto Rico, I've actually been before. I've been twice and I love it. But for those people who haven't been, how would you describe it? Hmm. In a couple of words, I will say that Puerto Rico is um, obviously based in the Caribbean, and we are a very cultural, vibrant destination where our music, our food, and our natural resources are like the stars, right? And then you combine it with Puerto Ricans, which we are very lively and really enjoy life and enjoy our country. So it's a it's a wonderful destination to come and immerse yourself in everything that is a Boricua, right? A Puerto Rican. Iris, what do you say? I think we always try to look the good side of everything, even when we're in turmoil or having a hard day or hard times. So I think that's why people that visit us say that we're very happy people, we're <laughs> very welcoming, we're very housewarming to everyone that talks to us or visit us. Mm, I love that. Now, San Juan is the island's capital, and it's the, the place that people visit the most when they come to Puerto Rico. So, Carmen, how would you describe San Juan to somebody who has never been? I will say, oh, San Juan is, and I may be biased, but it's enchanting. I think it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. A city full of cobblestones with uh, amazing restaurants, um, bars, a, a, an amazing cocktail scene. And a lot of culture offerings. I would have to agree. It's really, it's really gorgeous. But with that being said, there's so much more to see outside of San Juan. So, Iris, other parts of Puerto Rico, which areas would you recommend? I think the center and the southwest part of Puerto Rico. In the center is full of mountains and amazing views. 
If you are an avid hiker and love being in the outdoors, the center of Puerto Rico is the place, um, Utuado, Adjuntas. And for the southwest of Puerto Rico, there's a mountain called Pico Rodadero. That you have like an amazing view of all the south part of Puerto Rico in, in, in one of the highest points in Yauco. Why do you think it's important to visit these lesser known places? I think it's very important because Puerto Rico is more than San Juan. It's more than the metropolitan area. We have, as I said, mountains. We have waterfalls. We have rivers. We have rainforests. We have amazing beaches uh, outside of San Juan in the West Coast, too, in Isabela and Rincón. Yeah, Puerto Rico is extremely biodiverse. You have mangroves. Of course, you have beaches. But then also you have desert-like environments like uh, the Guanica Dry uh, Forest, where you actually have a a very much desert-like environment there. So our environment uh, is so so diverse by such a small island. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing that. So what type of relationship do Puerto Ricans have to nature and and all of these beautiful natural wonders? Well, we're an island. Nature is all around us. It's just part of how we grew up. It's just it's just our backyard. So that love for nature goes directly tied into understanding that we are nature as humans. Maybe if you're from a big city, uh, you appreciate nature when you go see it. But when you're from an island, nature is all around you all the time. So Iris, tell me about Cress's mangrove reforestation tour. Sure. Cress, they basically document different ecosystems to determine possible problems and use methods of restoration and conservation. So one of the projects that they work on is the the mangrove because uh, this is a big problem, the coastal erosion that happens in the island. It is impacted through tourism in a way. So uh, this local project tries to restore the things that can be damaged as a way of mass tourism. See how the ocean has been impacting the area for the walkers and also the bikes. And it That's Yvette Nunez you're hearing the over the water. traffic, the executive director of CRESS, a community organization dedicated to conserving the ecology of Centrose, the most populous barrio in the capital. She's pointing out areas of coastal erosion along Condado Beach. Is it your first time here, right? Yeah. In her eight years with Cress, she's met thousands of travelers who've come by way of local guests. So today we are going to be walking and also paddling around the lagoon. We will see different types of mangroves, like the ones that Juan showed you. They like the water because this red mangrove is created to be uh, walking to the water and creates earth, creates soil because it's attracting every soil sediment to the roots and help with the problem of sedimentation in the city. So that protect us against the waves and against the swells and the hurricanes. And then after Maria, they suffer a lot. That's why we are trying to put more trees in our coastal areas. Hurricane Maria affected us uh, tremendously. It, um, it came in through the balcony, so it was just blowing through the apartment for 13 hours. And we lived in the 18th floor in water and sand and, and waves <laughs> were happening all at once uh, inside the apartment. 
I remember watching the news and it was worse than that. I remember going every day out and cleaning trees, moving stuff out of the street. And yeah, it was tough, but people got united. So Carmen, Local Guest was launched just one month before Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Maria devastated the island. What was it like to found a tourism-focused business in the wake of these hurricanes? I mean, uh, it was devastating. But it, it, is, it is interesting because when we talked about launching local gas uh, a month before the hurricane, so we actually became a relief effort company for the first six months. We, through volunteers and ourselves, our our day-to-day was figuring out where can I find uh, rice, where can I find corned beef, or where can I find any type of food. So it was literally a relief and supply operation of bands. I mean, this is something that we have never done in our lives, but when there's necessity and we had those contacts, I think it is like when there's people suffering, there's no way to not become what is needed. And that's mm-hmm. what we as a team become. We were five women. That, that literally had a day in, day now, like 20 to 30 volunteers um, assisting us. And in six months, I think we served more than tw- like 25,000 meals. And when we look back, we were just in autopilot. Auto, auto, yeah, it was just, what are we going to do? Or we can be, what, how we can be a service or what does the community need? So as people knew about us, that we had that direct contact with community organizations and leaders, they started to reaching out to us. They knew that we worked directly with the people that needed the most um, help. We basically walked streets mm-hmm. uh, to house and house just serving food and water. I call it the, the, the island of light, right? That one, one of the things that was taken away by Hurricane was light. And, uh, but now the people have been able to recover the light of life, right? Enjoying what they were missing back again. But not only that, people learn to relate to each other in a very, very close way. Two or three months after Hurricane Maria, we were like, hey, there's a lot to be talked about capacity building and education in the tourism industry that is not as easy or there's not that mm. much funding for it. So that's how a Love in Motion came about. We have a sister nonprofit that works with capacity building and education around sustainable tourism, offering courses, offering um, training, offering certifications. And now it actually has shifted a bit and it has become a conservation nonprofit. So... How do we create enough momentum in order for operations to be able to be sustained? Because we know this is necessary in Puerto Rico. So I mm-hmm. think the last couple of years for us, as the main challenge has been, how do we sustain ourselves? Right. And I guess what hopes and dreams do you have for the future of Puerto Rico and, and the preservation of, of all the beauty that the island holds? Hmm. I think stronger environmental protection laws need to be placed in because if not we're going to be a concrete island and who comes to a concrete island right 
I'm happy that sustainability and community-based tourism now has been a forefront for the tourism company, but in the past it wasn't. So for a long time, we felt that we were speaking to the walls. So from our standpoint, we will continue to enforce sustainability, continue to scream about the importance of nature conservation. Because this is the only place that we have. This is our island. And if we don't preserve it, who's going to do it? I'm not a mom, but I think about future generations. And I think that comes for being a good human, right? And, and for the future, I wish that all the tourism operations in Puerto Rico will be 100% sustainable. That's all for this episode of About the Journey. A big thank you to Carmen and Iris of Local Guest for speaking with me. And thanks also to Yvette from Cress. Next week, I'm dusting off my cowgirl boots and saddling up at the Texas Black Invitational Rodeo. About the Journey is produced by Marriott Bonvoy Traveler, Atwell Media, and me, Onika Raymond. Our Marriott producers are Robin Benefield and Jess Moss. Our at-will media producers are Kate Walsh, Christy Westgard, Gail Straub, and Tina Turner. Editing by Greg Devins II. To learn more about sustainable travel with local guests, visit their website at www.localguest.com. And to join Cress on their Mangrove Reforestation Tour or lots of other eco-focused experiences, visit www.crestpr.com. You can learn more about visiting Puerto Rico and get other conscious travel tips from Marriott Bonvoy Traveler at traveler.marriott.com. And if you like this episode of About the Journey, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Onika Raymond. See you next week. <laughs>